We believe that you desire all of us to be overcomers. With faith and with courage, obeying thy voice. We thank you that we can gather before your precious word today. But within thy precious word, we ask that your spirit would speak to every heart. We all want to be your disciples. We all want to be your bride. We all want to be exalted to the throne in the mighty name of Jesus. We come unto you. We ask you to give us faith and life today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, a happy new year to you. I was away for New Year's out in the, a conference in the San Francisco area. Yeah, so New Year's comes three hours later out there. <laughs> we are reading, uh, we are thinking on the verse from Revelation chapter 12. And verse 11. There was a great uh, loud voice from heaven. And the loud voice said, uh, reading verse 10. Now the salvation, the power, the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. 我神的救恩能力国度并他基督的权柄现在都来到了因为那在我们神面前昼夜控告我们弟兄的已经被摔下去了弟兄胜过他是因羔羊的血和自己所见证的道他们虽至于死也不爱惜性命 and what is it about? About only one thing. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. So as we look through the book of Revelation, there are many things that uh, we are aware of. There are dragons. There's a woman about to give birth. There are churches. There are seals. There are uh, trumpets. There is a false prophet. But the central part of the story is that it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. He gains the full victory and the glory. So we can expect in every scenario in the book of Revelation we should be able to find our Lord Jesus. Now, do you see the Lord Jesus in Revelation chapter 12? This is a major sign 
这是一个在起诉当中一个大的意向。We have a woman about to give birth to a man-child. We see a dragon trying to get this man-child.我们看到有一个龙，他想要吞吃这个孩。We see angels fighting against Satan.我们看到天使在与。There's many tremendous things.有许多大的事。But where's our Lord Jesus?可是我们主耶稣在哪里呢？Is he missing?他好像不在这里。He doesn't seem to be in the foreground.他好像不在这里。But he is there. What do we know? Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, sits in the Father's throne. And he has taken a scroll. And each time he takes a seal off of the scroll, world history comes closer and closer to the end. Behind the great war with the dragon, the Lamb of God is controlling the end of history. And Satan will be defeated. But still we ask, well, where is Jesus in this tremendous picture? I think you see him. He's within the man-child. Jesus is dwelling in that man-child. Jesus is dwelling in those saints who overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. So we see a strange mystery, mystery throughout the book of Revelation. On the one hand, Jesus is sitting upon the throne by, by God the Father. He has the scroll in his hand. And everything planned in his eternal purpose is coming about as he unrolls the scroll of our destiny. But while he is there enthroned in heaven, the first revelation that John receives is that the Lord Jesus is very near us, walking among the churches. Now there is the church in the end days goes through much tribulation. I wonder if anybody remembers what book of the Bible this statement is made. Paul is speaking to some churches. And he says, through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember where Paul said that? Which book? It's from the book of Acts. At his very first and end of his first missionary journey. As he traveled among the churches in Galatia, these young churches, he spoke this message. Through much tribulation, we entered the kingdom of heaven. And so the church has found, down through church history, there's always been persecution. Tribulation. There's been attacks on the church. Now the devil attacks the church. 
他会攻击教会。Now why does he attack it? 为什么他攻击教会? Because we are so great? 因为是因为我们很好吗? Does he look down on this group here and flushing and say, I must attack them, they're too good? 他是不是看着这法拉圣的教会说他们太好了,所以我要攻击他们? Or I must attack them because so and so is there. 还是我要攻击他们,因为有一些某些人在那里。This isn't a fight about us. 这不是关于我们的攻击。Except that the Lord Jesus loves us. That's why Satan hates us. The Lord Jesus loves us. Anybody he loves, especially his bride, the enemy will try to attack. To make our testimony hindered. We should be saying, we love Jesus. We love him and our whole life is full of Jesus. Oh, if we could say that, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, Satan would have a bad headache. But we're all hindered. Satan attacks us. The world attacks us. You know, the world just doesn't like the church. The world doesn't like Christians. You go into work tomorrow. It's Monday. Everybody's grouchy and you're smiling. Now the world doesn't like that. They say, how are you today? You say, praise God. Now they're really mad. So they pour out your coffee or do something to you. Uh, the world doesn't like you. But don't forget, we have another enemy. Where is that enemy? Is it Satan? Is it the world? No. It's an enemy in us. Oh, you know, it's a famous uh, man who said, I have spotted the enemy. And he is in us. Who is the enemy of Jesus in us? Our self-life. Whenever we say, I will do this. We become the enemy of Jesus. We should say, I can do all things through Christ. When our flesh is strong, then the church's testimony is weak. And so, as we have been looking at Jesus walking among the churches, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, now let's remember one thing. Our only hope of overcoming is to listen to Jesus. Now, if we don't want to listen to him, we won't overcome. Because he's speaking to each church. Now, you know, when you look at the seven different churches, there's many problems. But we see that Jesus loves his church. If you take the best church to the worst church in Revelation, now which one do you vote for the worst church? Probably Laodicea. 
The last of the seven churches. Jesus says, You're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. What does Jesus say? To the church of Laodicea, I love you, and that's why I am correcting you. And so Jesus does to all of us. He loves us. He's preparing us to be victors in the battle. To be overcomers, so that we can rule and reign with Jesus. This is His intense desire. And so, from this picture in Revelation 2 and 3, we can clearly see that Jesus will walk among His churches until they are taken up. That child is being prepared for its birth by the ministry of Jesus in our midst. Now we've been going through the seven churches. There's so much to say, but we just want to bring a little light on each church. And we simply are asking the question, Lord, do we need to repent? Lord, what do you want us to do? And so today we come to the sixth church mentioned, the church in Philadelphia. So for this we turn to Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Jesus now comes to the church of Philadelphia. Let's hear what he has to say. Will there be rebuke? Will there be correction? Will he say repent? What will he say to this church? Is this church perfect? No. There's no perfect church. Where have you found perfect church? If this church is perfect, because I came here today, it's now imperfect. There is no perfect church. But there are churches that are following the Lord. And this is the case in Philadelphia. Let's hear what Jesus says. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this. I know your deed. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut, because you have a little power, and have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. 
那撒旦一会的自称是犹太人，其实不是犹太人，乃是说谎话的。我要使他们来在你脚前下拜，也使他们知道我是已经爱你了。Because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. 你既遵守我忍耐的道，我必在普天下人受试炼的时候保守你，免去你的试炼。I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, so that no one will take your crown. 我必快来，你要持守你所有的，免得人夺去你的冠冕。He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it any more. And I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. 这成就是从天上从我神那里降下来的新耶路撒冷，并我的心名都写在它上面。圣灵像众教会所说的话，凡有耳的就应当听。Now within these messages to the churches, the Lord speaks to twice.哦，在这些主对教会所说的话里面，他说了两次。He speaks to our personal heart.他对我们的心说话。Because each one individually must overcome. He always looks at our heart condition. Do we love the Lord with all our heart? Do we love our neighbor as Christ loved them? Do we love our church brethren even as Christ loved the church? Our heart is the center of our life. So the, so the Lord speaks personally to every heart. You notice when He tells them to overcome, He's speaking to each individual heart. And so we must individually listen. But He also speaks to the church that is assembled in that place. Now here is the church of people who are assembled in the city of Philadelphia. This is a, a, a city started by the Greeks in Asia Minor. And the name Philadelphia is from the Greek word for brotherly love. Now the Lord speaks to the whole church. And he looks at the heart of the church. Now what's at the heart of the church? It's lampstand of testimony. Of course the church isn't perfect. You look at the house of God. It's being built up. Brothers and sisters, servants, teachers, and shepherds, and all. Now, the house of God is not perfect. It's being built up into maturity. But there is inside the house of 
所以教会呢，应当确定经常这个灯台乃是呃反映的基督的光。I remember as a young man before I got saved，呃，我记得我是年轻人，我还没有得救之前。I was going to this church，我去一个教会，and everywhere I looked, I saw Jesus。我到处看，我都可以看到基督。The preacher loved Jesus。传道人喜欢耶稣在会众呢诗班他们在唱诗歌也在爱耶稣我看来看去都看到耶稣因为我得救之后我就看到教会是像什么样 因为我就开始聚会。I saw people fighting。我看到有人在争论。I saw some some men being unfaithful to their wives, the divorces, all kinds of things。我看到有男的，他们不忠心他们的妻子。But by the grace of God, Jesus witnessed to me through that church by just showing me the lampstand。可是靠的神的恩典，哦，主耶稣让我可以看到这个灯台。You understand what I'm saying？你知道我的意思吗？Though the church is imperfect。因为虽然教会不完全，所以每一个教会都有一个灯台。所以每一个教会都有一个灯台。所以每一个教会都有一个灯台。所以每一个教会都有一个灯台。所以每一个教会都有一个灯台。所以每一个教会都有一个灯台
就如同你爱你自己，因为我们自己保护自己，我们。We never treat ourselves badly。我们从来不会恶待自己。We should never treat our wives badly。我们也不应当恶待我们的妻子。She's your bone and your flesh。Jesus is looking at his church。主耶稣在看他的教会。He has given us himself。他把他自己给了我们。So many parts of Jesus he's given us。他给了我们他。so for Ephesus, what did Jesus give Ephesus? He poured out upon Ephesus thousand percent love. You know what the Bible says? Without Jesus pouring his agape on us, none of us can have agape love. Uh, now the Bible talks about several kinds of love. There's different Greek words. But agape love is only the love that comes from God. So in the Greek it says, We agape, because He first agaped us. So in the now when Jesus poured into our lives the agape love of God, now he's looking for that agape to be shining in the lamp. A church may have many faults, but if the agape is shining, uh, love covers a multitude of problems. Uh, but Ephesus has gotten very busy. 可是, uh, you know, the flesh has come into their service. They're proud of their service. But the love and the light is dying. So to this best of the seven churches, now what did Jesus say? If you don't repent and come back to first love, I'm taking the lampstand away. This is a terrible situation. If you have a church, a house of God, and there's no lampstand in the middle. It's like saying you have a church without Jesus. And many churches so-called today do many things, are very busy, are preaching, but Jesus is not in the middle of the church. So in Ephesus, we don't find that the devil and the world was attacking them, but their own flesh was causing their testimony to be hindered. And then we went through the other five churches, and we saw that in each church there was something being attacked. But Jesus was there pointing it out, saying, watch out, watch out. So, you remember the second church was the church of Smyrna. That was the church in persecution. Now the world attacked them. And many martyrs were, were killed during this time. Some were persecuted. 
Some were put in jail. Sometimes the devil attacks your life, says, I'm going to take your life away. And this is what Jesus told his church. You are going to have persecution. But, but the real test of the attack is not whether you're going to die, but are you uh, afraid of death? Because the overcomers did not uh, fear their life being taken. They were willing to sacrifice their life for the sake of the Lord. The Church of Smyrna, this is the church in the, uh, uh, in the second and third century AD. It was a persecuted church. Can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? They were a very pure church. When a church is being persecuted, you see who really loved Jesus. One of the testimonies that came out of China after the Cultural Revolution and the persecution. There was an underground church of millions of believers and they were pure. I remember saying to Brother Kang, how can we help them? Should we send them Bibles? Should we send them money? Should we send them preachers? I'm talking 15 years ago. Brother Kang said to me, don't send anything. Because they're pure than anything we have over here. Just pray for them. Let the Lord keep them pure. Persecution purifies the church. So sometimes we go through difficulties. The Lord is always there purifying us through the difficulties. Then we looked at the third church, church in Pergamum. And Jesus looks at them and says, I don't like what I see. Because you're not holding the testimony and the word of God. They had to come into many heresies, false beliefs, false doctrines, the teachings of Balaam, teachings of Nicolaeus. But they should be holding on to Christ. They had let their mind take them away from the testimony of Jesus. The church cannot live except by the word of God. But we must see the word of God in the light of the testimony of Jesus. And so the Lord Jesus tells them to repent of doctrines to come back to him. And then in the fourth church, we saw the church in Thyatira. Now the fourth through the seventh churches are churches that are still around today. 
Because Thyatira represents the Roman Catholic and Orthodox traditions. Sardis speaks of the history of the Reformation Church and the Protestant denominations. Philadelphia speaks about the Church of the Brethren. And Laodicea speaks of the lukewarm church around today. So with each of these four churches, we can see its problem today because it's still going on. The church in Thyatira was doing many works, more than they were before, but their spirit was defiled. And Jesus looked at their golden lampstand. He saw the gold had been defiled. Because there was a woman, Jezebel. Now this became Mary. And the worship of Mary took away from the worship of Jesus. Now that golden lamp is supposed to shine Jesus, not shine the saints, not shine Mary, not shine doctrines. And so even in Thyatira they had what they called the deep things of Satan. At the central core of this compromised church there is a spirit that's been defiled. And the Lord Jesus warns those that they must overcome Hold fast to Jesus. And then we come to what we shared last time, that is uh, the church in Sardis. You remember, the Lord Jesus comes to them. Now, uh, you probably know uh, the Protestant churches that are all over the world today. And they give you a picture of this church in Sardis. The Lord comes to them. And he says, You have a reputation that you are alive. But spiritually, you're dead. He says, Wake up! Because you're asleep. And strengthen the things about to die. And then he said, I have not found your deeds complete. Now, here is the story of the Protestant Church. Now, I can speak with, about this because I was a Baptist minister. Now, on the one hand, we thank God for the Reformation. Because there were millions and millions of Catholics. But most of, most of them were not born again. We don't know who believed in Jesus, who didn't believe in Jesus. Because the basis of their Christian life was not believing in Jesus and being born again. What is the basis of the Church of Thyatira? 
do the sacraments and pray to the, to the, for the saints to the saints and do many works and then when you die you go to purgatory maybe after a while you'll be cleaned up and then you can go to heaven and then the church of Sardis was born it had a reputation has a reputation that you are alive is what it says because the preachers of the gospel began to preach Jesus saves us by grace and many people came to be saved Martin Luther preached the gospel come to Jesus confess your sins and he will save you and you'll be completely saved and you will go to heaven no purgatory you don't have to go to the priest Jesus is your priest oh Martin Luther he, he light came to the churches in Europe and the other reformers light came from their preaching now it says there in the church of Sardis that Jesus is holding these messengers in his hand so one of the characteristics of the Sardis church is they have great preachers it's John Calvin or Martin Luther or else Charles Spurgeon yeah whatever is there many great preachers they preach the gospel people get saved this is wonderful they should keep on going but very soon they're asleep Jesus is shaking them awake. Wake up! You haven't finished yet. You know, Lutherans knew nothing about sanctification. Still today, I know some Lutheran preachers. I remember one time I played golf with two Lutheran preachers. And the whole way around playing golf, they cursed like soldiers. When they got through, they sat down, drank some beers till they got drunk. And these were spirit-filled Lutherans. But they didn't know anything about holiness. Luther didn't talk much about the cross, the way of holiness. So they are very good on doctrines. But how many of you know doctrines can put you to sleep? I know, because even while I'm speaking, I see some people going. So what does Jesus do? All of these people born again. They keep falling asleep. They keep almost dying. Jesus loves them. Jesus loves all his children. And so what does he bring? He brings revival. 
Maybe every generation there's a revival. What's Jesus doing? Shaking them awake. Wake up, wake up. Because he loves them. Why can't they keep growing? They don't know the cross. They don't know the way of holiness. They don't know the indwelling Christ within. They never speak on those things. And plus the fact, they still have many of man's beliefs and traditions from the past. They still, the preachers still wear a special garment. And they special colors, you know. Sometimes when they speak, they go up on this thing, stand way up there. And they speak down on you, say, now you little thing down there. And, and they still have many traditions, but not Bible truth. Now, many of them baptized the babies. Now, where's that in the Bible? That's tradition picked up. Now, many of them swing incense in a church. You ever go, have you ever been to a church? They swing incense, smoke comes out, and they go, hocus, pocus, hocus, pocus. They go, hocus, pocus, hocus, pocus. They go, hocus, pocus, is that in the Bible? Is that not in the Bible? Yes, it is. Old Testament. Do you know that most of the Protestant churches are built on the architect of the tabernacle? Gather in the holy place. But then you step up some steps. Into the Holy of Holies. Only the priest goes there. And then he has a little box. And he opens the box. And they have a mass. And Jesus is crucified in the box. And he brings out the wine, he brings out the plate. Now the bread has become the actual body of Jesus. The wine has become the actual blood of Jesus. It all happened in this magic box. In the holy of Everybody wonders what's going on in there. Oh, this is Old Testament stuff. But that's not the way of the church. All of that is to come now to the church in Philadelphia. Now, brothers and sisters, I hope that you enjoyed reading this uh, testimony in Philadelphia. Jesus does not reprove them for anything. Jesus does not correct them about anything. And Jesus doesn't tell them to repent. Now, that's why I want to go to the church of Philadelphia. Now, we should all move down to Philadelphia. Just two and a half hours away. And then we can be happy. I'm only kidding. What is it about the church of Philadelphia? Well, let's read verse 7 and 8. 
And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one will open, says this, I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no man can shut, because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Now,圣洁真实拿着大卫的钥匙开了就没有人能关，关了就没有人能开的说，我知道你的行为，你略有一点力量，也曾遵守我的道，没有弃绝我的名。看了我在你面前给你一个敞开的门，是无人能关的。
the Church of Philadelphia seems exceptional. 这菲拉铁非的教会好像很特别。And here, let's read and see what they have done. 我们来读一下他们所做的。Now here's what Jesus says. 主耶稣说 ，You have kept my word. 你曾遵守我的道。Now that's what the Lord is looking for in His church. 这就是主在他教会里面所寻找的。Do we keep His word? 我们是否遵行他的道？ Now, if you if you look back in、uh, in Revelation chapter one, 你如果看启示录第一章 you see that John in、uh, verse nine was exiled to the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. 我们看到在第九节，约翰乃是呃为神的道，并为给耶稣做的见证，在那法母的海岛上。So we see that John kept the word of God. And now the Church of Philadelphia keeps the word of God. Now, when they say keeps the word of God, of course it means they obey the word of God. Oh, this is a wonderful church at Indy because they obey, not just hear, but obey the word of God. So he says, "You have kept my word." Secondly, he says, 然后他说 "You have not denied my name." 你没有弃绝我的名 Now, when would you deny his name? 你什么时候会弃绝他的名呢 When you're being persecuted. 当你被逼迫的时候 When you're being challenged. 当你被挑战的时候 Will you speak his name, witness of his name, or deny his name? 你可以见证他的名，或者是 Now, now we see there in Philadelphia there is what Jesus calls the synagogue of Satan. Uh, we in Philadelphia Church see there is that Satan's synagogue. Now they call themselves Jews, but they're not. They say they're 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 Jews, but they're not. And then, if you look in chapter three and verse seven, you 如果看第三章第十节 and verse ten, 第十节 it says, because you have kept the word of my patience, 你既遵守我忍耐的道 Now, they have kept his word, not denied his name, and kept the word of my patience. 他们遵守他的道，没有弃绝神的名。他们也遵守我忍耐的道。Now that means two things. 这是有两个意思。One thing in general. 第一是比较，嗯。It's when you believe the word and you trust the word and wait patiently for God to confirm. 就是你相信神的道。We have wonderful promises that Jesus is coming back. We have wonderful promises that He will take us to Himself as a bride. We have wonderful promises that He will take us to Himself as a bride. 
我们是不是那些精心祷告要耶稣回来的人？And that's the second meaning of the word of his patience。啊，这就是所谓呃忍耐的道的意思。Specifically those who are waiting for his coming。乃是那些忍耐他回来的人。Do you see how the Lord clearly says to his children？你有没有看到主很清楚的跟他的儿女说？He says in verse eleven，他在十一节，I am coming quickly。我必快来。Now again when we look at the church of Sardis。now most of those churches until recently have not been preaching that Jesus is coming back now they often preach the gospel but in, among us Baptists where I was they, they didn't preach about the second coming and I didn't they just tried to get people saved so they could go to heaven when they die but the church in Philadelphia they were close enough to the Lord that they knew he was coming again this is a wonderful church. And when we see this church, we understand by these things why the church was ready for the Lord and bearing testimony for the Lord. You know, here's what the Lord says that shows us a window into the church of Philadelphia. In chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus says this, Because you have a little strength. Now do you notice something? That's not a rebuke. That's their spiritual reality. They know they have little strength. They sing, I am weak, but thou art strong. What happens to somebody who senses their weakness? They hold on to the Lord. And they find their strength in him. And so he says, I am opening a door to you. Because you have little strength. What is this speaking of? Now, brothers and sisters, if you have been sleeping, wake up. Because to me, the most important principle in this letter to Philadelphia is this. From this little phrase, I know you have little strength. We see a secret to overcoming. And what is that secret? They have known the work of the cross. Now, what happens to a saint that knows the work of the cross? They no longer trust their own strength. They know that their strength is their weakness. And their weakness is his strength. Jesus said to Paul, My strength is perfected in your weakness. This is not uh, uh, now. What does this mean? You have little strength. 
Some people think it means that the church was very small. But not necessarily so. It has nothing to do with size. Uh, maybe some people say they have no reputation. That's not necessarily what the Lord means. He means they know that without Him they are nothing. Now the secret of the church that overcomes and bears the testimony of Jesus is the cross has worked in their life. Now we have some some verses in scripture we just add to this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, Paul makes this statement. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. When the church thinks they're good, they're not good. When we think we're doing well, then we're being unprepared for the enemy's attack. Beware, if you think you stand, lest you fall. But we also find in Isaiah a wonderful scripture showing us the importance of this matter of knowing the cross if we're going to be built up. In in Isaiah chapter 37 and verse 31 Isaiah is talking about the Lord and his remnant Isaiah 37 verse 31 the surviving remnant of the house of Judah will again take root downward and bear fruit upward. The church, if it's going to know recovery, must be able to bring, take roots down. Allow the Lord to deal with our very foundations. And then there can be fruit upward. Now, do you understand this principle? And we, we mentioned that the church in Philadelphia, historically speaking, was the time of the Church of the Brethren. Now, you know who they are. In Great Britain, in the 19th century, Great Britain had many Christians. Most of them were in the Church of England. Actually, everybody who was born in England was, was baptized in the Church of England as an infant. And they were made a member of the Church of England. But there were also in England at that time many of the Church of Sardis they were called non-conforming churches. 
the Church of England was the established church. But if you were Protestant, if you were Methodist, or if you were Baptist, or Presbyterian, you were a dissenter from the establishment. many churches in, in Great Britain. But still, this testimony was not shining. And then there were some brothers. They were ministers. But they left the Anglican church. They left the various churches and they began to meet together. They felt like all of these buildings and all of these ministries and hierarchies, everything is wrong. We must start with Jesus. And so they removed all of those trappings and traditions of the past. And they came to the word of God and said, Lord, now what should we do? And they began to see. First thing they see. In the past we have put preaching, number one. But now we see. Jesus is number one. And so, they began to put the Lord's table in the front of their meeting, and every Sunday they worshiped and they broke bread. Now, many of you come from a church where, where you grew up and this was being done. But before the Brethren movement, not, not many people did that. They just broke bread and worshipped. Second thing they did, they preached the gospel. Preached the gospel. They went out on the streets, preached the gospel. They knew this is what Jesus wanted them to do. And then they knew they should continually pray. They had a prayer meeting. And they knew they should have a Bible study. So every week they'd have a Bible study. Now they took off all names. First of all, the preachers were no longer called reverend. Now this was a big deal in Great Britain. If you were a reverend, you were a minister. These men took off their clothes and they took off this being a reverend said, I'm just a brother. Hello, brother Ray. Hello, brother Dana. Not pastor. Not reverend. Now, how did the brethren get called the brethren? Now, they didn't call themselves the brethren. But the people who would come and visit them would say, everybody calls each other brother. So this is, this is the brother movement. They just say, brother so-and-so, brother so-and-so. There's no title. There's no denomination. They, they, they left those big church buildings of stained glass. Now, how many of you know what they call their meeting place? Usually one of two names. They would say, this is a chapel. Or they would say, 
a meeting place. Just a simple phrase. We're the meeting place downtown London. But no more big churches, no no stained glass, just simple with a window like that. Because they didn't believe in the outward things, but they wanted the reality of Jesus to be seen. Now, they discovered a new wineskin, and Jesus could pour his new wine into this new wineskin. Now they didn't form a denomination. And actually the Lord sovereignly raised up a group here, a group, a group there, a group there. And they loved the Lord. And they met with one another. It was wonderful. And they began to see the Bible in a new living way. Now, how many of you believe Jesus is coming back? How many of you believe that there's a tribulation? Now, how many of you believe in the rapture? Before brethren came along, nobody believed that. But they opened up the scriptures once again. And people came to see these truths. Now, when the brethren began to meet, they were rejected. They were condemned by the churches. But later on, the churches said, this was the greatest scriptural enlightenment that has come to the church in 200 years. Even the Anglican Church acknowledged that our understanding of Jesus and His Church has been much helped through the brethren. So you remember what Jesus said? I will cause the synagogue of Satan to come and bow down before you. And acknowledge that Jesus loves you. And the Brethren Church recovered so much of what we know today. Now I hope you see this positive message. And you see now the importance of holding the word of his patience. What makes a church alive? It's when you know that Jesus is coming back very soon. You know it's the end days. And so you seek holiness. And you seek the truth. And the Lord can say to you, I am coming quickly. Now the last thing I want to say about Church of Philadelphia. This is the only one of the seven churches that the, that the Lord seems to imply they already had their reward. He said, now, uh, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that no one will take your crown. They were being faithful. 
they were bearing testimony. Don't let anybody take that away. Stay simple. Love Jesus. Worship Him. Study the Word. Pray for Him to come back. Have your crown. Don't let somebody steal it. It's yours. If you can hold on. Be patient. Hold the word of his patience. And then let's just read chapter 3, verse 12. Listen to the reward of the overcomer. So now, brothers and sisters, Church of Philadelphia is in pretty good shape. The testimony of Jesus is there. But even in the Church of Philadelphia, the saints must individually overcome. So Jesus says to the church of Philadelphia, He who overcomes. That means you must be faithful. And here's what he says. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. You will be a pillar in the temple of God. And he will not go out from it anymore. You will live in the house of the Lord all the days of your life. And I will write on him three things. So here's Brother Ray. Just Brother. If he's Reverend Ray, we have to talk. If he's Reverend Ray, I mean, if he's brother Ray, now the Lord says, I'm going to write three names on you. I'm going to write the name of my God, Jehovah. I'm going to write the name of the city of God, New Jerusalem. And I'm going to write my new name. Now he's going to have three names written on what does that mean? Anybody well, right now, this name is written with invisible ink. But it is part of our wonderful reward. I hope you'll be encouraged by Church of Philadelphia. Although there's no church that's perfect. If a church will go the way of the cross, not allow the flesh or the enemy to get in, and keep it simple, worship the Lord, pray, read the word, live holy, you will find your reward. This is how we overcome. This is how Satan will be thrown down. It's your opportunity to keep that crown if you'll be faithful. Alright, let's just have a few prayers before we go.
corporate body, Lord. Are we holy and pure in your presence? Are we weak, Lord? Do we really live in the reality of the life of the Lord Jesus being led by your Spirit? Or do we love the world, Lord? Do we, Lord, um, obey your word, Lord, as it says, and uh, or we ignore it, Lord, and we live our own self-life the way we plan the way we desire, Lord, the way we want it in this world, Lord. And uh, we come to you, Lord, uh, just um, as a body, Lord, pleading to you that let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Have mercy upon us, Lord, and help us to really uh, love you with our heart, with our soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves, Lord. Uh, please forgive us, Lord, for being so stubborn many times, Lord, and help us to really see the preciousness of your life, of your light, and of your love being poured out toward us, Lord, so that we may grab it and we be transformed according to the image of your only Son, Lord, that you want to have many brothers and many sons together with the same matching life, Lord. 
We praise you for our hope is in you. We wait upon you, Lord, that uh, is able to do much more than we, we, we think or we desire. We praise your name and we ask that you may come, Lord, and that you may be able to find in this place here individuals, Lord, that are overcoming their own flesh, overcoming Satan, and overcoming, Lord, the world, Lord. For your glory and honor, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.